Welcome to Leading Behind the Scene. I'm your host, Gwendolyn Young, the go-to business and operations consultant for six-figure CEOs who are ready to greet their next level of growth. And I'm ready to share tools, strategies, and tips to help you excel in your business and your life. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, be sure to join me each Thursday. Find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And don't forget to follow the show on your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. And if you love the content, leave me a rate and review. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello, 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 beautiful people. So for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Gwendolyn Young, your host. I am the CEO of your virtual admin expert and welcome to Leading Behind the Scene, your weekly dose of inspiration to equip you to excel in business and life. So this month, I wanted to talk about being part of a community. I felt this was an ideal time considering the pandemic currently in and how all of us have been impacted in some way. So all month, we will be talking with some amazing individuals how important it is to know when and how to pivot in our businesses and our lives. So tonight, I have the pleasure of being joined by my dear friend, Rashida Davis. Say hi, Rashida. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so Rashida. much for having me. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad you're here. So Rashida is currently a data analyst for a Fortune 500 company where she has been in the healthcare industry for the last 17 years. She is a leader, teacher, and mentor for young girls and women in her community. She's been doing that for the last 20 years. She has previously served as vice president of Heart Matters, a not-for-profit organization bringing healing to the broken and wounded hearted through the creative arts life groups, workshops, conferences, mentoring, and outreach. So y'all, Rashida is a smart friend, okay? <laughs> Everybody got that smart friend in a group, right? Whoa, so honey, so if, pressure. <laughs> girl, if you bring some up, you have better be prepared with your facts, your data, your sources, because she is going to ask all the questions, all the questions, okay? But it's one of the things that I love about her. I invited Rashida on tonight because she has had some pivotal moments in her life. She has overcome some of the most traumatic childhood experiences, a major health crisis, and even divorce. So I think Rashida is well qualified to give us some insights on the importance of knowing when and how to pivot. So Rashida and Rue, my Aunt Trace, who was like a big sister to me, but she is no longer with us. She recently passed. So Rashida, tell me how you met and what you remember about our first encounter. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> as you know, we had a laugh about this. So my first encounter with Gwen was actually at um, a Christmas party for your non-for-profit Seed of Hope. Oh my gosh, that's I, great. I completely yes. forgot about that. Yes, um, I had come to the party with Tracy. And, you know, Tracy was always like pushing me. She was always like, oh, you know, come on and do this. Come on and do that. Like she always wanted me to be a part. And if there was something that she knew that I was good at, that was, you know, that was something she was going to push. So our first encounter was her telling you she's a teacher and she would like she was like 
you know, trying to connect us up. And so I remember about that encounter that I was a little subdued and I didn't know it at the time, but we had a conversation. I think it was years later where you were like, like your first impression of me was like, what is, what was wrong with her? Like what, you know? Cause you were so quiet. I was like, she don't talk. <laughs> I was like, she don't talk. She don't like the people. What's going on? <laughs> That's not the first time I've heard that. Okay. I've heard it before. I've heard it since that I'm sure I'll hear it again. So, you know, um, <laughs> but what Gwen did not know is at that time, I had just gotten the news that I had cancer. Wow. Um, I was at that time I was in the middle of a separation. You know, I'm now divorced, but at that time I was like in the middle of just trying to figure things out. Starting all over previous to that, I had been laid off at a company that I had been at for like seven or eight years. Wow. Like everything in my life was in many ways in just an uproar. <laughs> so you met me at a time where it was like, uh, you didn't want to talk to nobody. <laughs> right. On top of that, what you know about me now is I can be the most fun, talkative, crazy person that you have ever met. Um, but especially during that time, I was always the type that I was very reserved. I observed a lot until I got to know you. So. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm kind of like a layered individual yes. and I, I had a really hard time trusting people as well. So mm-hmm. a lot of that, I feel like I've grown a lot in that area, but then some of that is, is still part of my natural personality and that's okay too. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's good. So that is a great segue just into the topic that we're talking about tonight. And we actually came up with this topic. Thanks, Rashida, for the great idea. Just in a, a regular conversation that we were having, like we typically do on the phone. We, mm-hmm. We'll have like five or six conversations before the call finally ends. And somehow we just got to talking about change and shifting and pivoting. And, and she was like, oh, that's a great topic. And I was like, I think we'll talk about it in August. She'll be the first guest. And she was like, man. I talk too much. <laughs> she was like, here, I go with my bright ideas again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because usually I like to give the ideas and you go ahead. doesn't have to have anything to do with me. Okay, so. <laughs> I was like, no, let's do it. So going back to that time or even before, when did you first realize, like, and I'm sure there were probably multiple times, but share with us when you re- first realized, like, you needed to really pivot in your own life. That time period when we met, that was truly a pivotal time in my life because like I said, like they're saying, everything that can be sifted will be sifted. Like that was my life at that time. You talk about career, health, marriage, you know, the church I had attended for about 15 years. And so, I mean, nothing in my life looked the same. Like if the previous year or two, maybe two years prior to that, Everything was completely different. So, you know, when I thought about this topic, when what I thought about is the fact that sometimes the shift happens to you Mm. and then you have to pivot within the shift. And we have choices when that shift takes place. Like you can sort of become stuck. 
you can, you know, sort of try to fight against it. But what I realized at that time is like nothing in my life is the same and it will never be the same again. (laughs) So I need to figure out how to make all of these, you know, some were small adjustments, some were big adjustments. But what I knew was that I could not be stuck where I was. I did not want to get left behind in an old season. And so I had to figure out everything from learning how to relate to people differently, learning that I needed community, that I had to trust someone, you know, and then also, which was a part of like the awkwardness of our meeting. I had served and done so many different things for so many years. And I had gotten to a place where I was very burned out. Mm. And I was hurting so much myself until I was at a place for a very long time that was just like, I just want to sit here. Like, I don't, (laughs) like, leave me alone is what I, that's like, give me a sign. And I just really wanted to rock out with that sign and just like, just leave me alone. You know, and there is, there is a time and a space where we do need the oil poured, poured on us and we need to rest and we need to minister. But then it was like, God, God was saying, okay, get back up, get up because although plans may change, my purpose never does. That part. That's what I had to understand because things don't always go the way that we plan for them to go. But that does not mean that God has forgotten about you. It doesn't mean that God has mind about you. It's just that the journey may look a little different or a lot different (laughs) than what you thought that it was supposed to look like. And so what is so key in shifting or pivoting in those crucial moments is really having that foundation to know who God is and what he said about you and who you are and really being solidified in that. Even though everything around me might be crazy, might be so foreign, might be like, what is going on? That centering to know that, you know what? There's a lot I don't know, but let me focus on what I do know. And then as I begin to move forward, and just obey God in ministering to other broken people, he began to heal me. Mm. And so that took me into a whole nother season of life. And that caused me to be able to shift and transition to the next place that God had for me instead of staying in a broken place. Wow. So what were some of the key things that were really critical that you did? What can you remember? Like, tangible things that you started to do? Well, I will say sort of at the beginning of that, like meeting Tracy, she was the first person I want to say I can remember in my life that I was like, I'm going to extend myself. And, and, you know, the Bible says those that want friends show themselves friendly. That part. That's not what I ever did. (laughs) (laughs) It was like not... That was not that was not my ministry. That was not in my line of sight. <laughs> it was not. I was like, hey, you know, and especially coming from coming from a season where those that were the closest to me had betrayed my trust and so many things. So I had to almost fight against my instinct, if you want to call that. I had to fight against what what the hurt and the pain of the moment were speaking and trying to dictate to me. And I had to do 
what I knew God was leading me to do and what I knew was good for me. And a lot of, you know, that came from really being in the word. You know, I don't want to get deep on here or anything, but <laughs> but I mean, honestly, this is I I really had to solidify my foundation in Christ. I realized I had kind of become a lazy Christian. Uh-oh. I realized I had become an entitled Christian. I thought Uh-oh. like, you know, God, I'm saved. And, you know, I've been serving you since, you know, what, 18. And, you know, and I've been in church. Like, this is not supposed to happen to me. That's not supposed to happen to me. You know, I had all of these just sort of fallacies about life and about God and about myself. And all of that had to be torn down. So I had to go back to the word. I had to fast. I had to pray. I had to um, reach out to people that were like-minded. I had to get in community. I had to get connected. I had to commit myself to not staying in a broken place. So I truly, oh my God, I, I pursued wholeness. And it's a consistent pursuit, but I pursued wholeness and God led me. It's not like I knew like, oh, let me, but the hunger that I had and the seek that, you know, I don't want to stay in this place. God led me to different people and resources and ministries and classes and relationships that just all, all of those things um, working together you know, God just began to bind up my wounds. I love that. And you said something that I think is so key that we sometimes forget is that we have a choice in it. Even when nothing that we planned is going the way that we planned it, we still get to have a choice and we still get to decide whether to be intentional and moving or to not do nothing and just stay stuck. Because I think we forget that being stuck is still a choice. Exactly. It's it still is a choice. So you know, one of the, if I bring this up, you, I'm sure you'll remember what I'm talking about, <laughs> but one of the key messages that I heard in my life that I still refer back to this day is a message that we heard about the man that was at the pool of Bethesda. Yep. And Jesus asked him, will you be made whole? And, you know, when you really dissect that, it's like, you know, well, why would he ask him that? Well, you know, of course he does. And but just going back to what you just said, the fact that he asked him that question, it just reveals like you do have a choice. Yes, uh, sir. It's been 38 years. Okay, (laughs) it's been. Thirty-eight. <laughs> you know, this reminds me. My mama and I were just having this conversation. Literally, maybe it was it yesterday. We were saying, Jesus said, "I'm I come that might have life. Like it's here. He made it possible. But but are you gonna grab hold to it? Exactly. Like, what are, what are you going to do? And exactly. we have to remember that yes, we can hope, we can pray, we can do all those things. They're good. We should be doing them. But you also got to do, you got to act, you got to take a step, you got to take some action. There's, you have a part to play in it. You don't get to just be the old war is me. You know, they used to be my favorite song, the old war is me. And think that magically (laughs) things are going to start shifting and changing around you. Uh, No, that's why that saying, 
when you finally get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you'll do something. Yes. It's so interesting that you that you said that about you have to move there. I was thinking earlier, you know, we talk about how faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking to myself how, yes, it does connotate some form of action needs to take place. But what we don't connect up with is the fact that you can have faith, but your faith has to be tried. And the only way that your faith can be tried is if you move and you act on that faith, if you step out on that faith, because anybody could just have faith. Oh, oh right, right. That's, that's why we start off so good and say, not being guilty. You know, you start off with faith. You like, oh, I'm going to do this. Like God is excited. Exactly. Then that test come. Exactly. And so along the way, your faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be tried. And, you know, I I think about the three Hebrew boys. This is something I always go back to because God dealt with me one day when I was having to make a decision and just just something like kind of feeling stuck like which. And he was just like, who is your allegiance to? And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like Scooby Doo, um, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I was like, and, and of course, you know, you get yourself together. But you, of course, Robert, you asked me that. What do you, I, you, I just, uh, you know? But then you think to yourself, wait a minute, because he already knew the answer to that. So let me do some digging. Let me do some soul searching. Let what me is do going some reflection. In let me, me get quiet for a minute. Yes, and so that story blesses me so. Because even though they were faced with going into their furnace, they stood on what it was they knew. They didn't know what the outcome of that particular situation was going to be. They didn't know if they were going to get thrown in there and be killed. But what they knew was that they served God. They served Jehovah. They were not going to bow down to their king, to their idol. They were not going to, you know, renounce what they believed. And they were like, look... We're just taking this thing. You do what you want to do. <laughs> because we, what we do know and is that the God we serve is able. We don't know even if he will. But we but know we might burn up, but that's okay. <laughs> and they were willing, you know, and and the reason, you know, some people might be like, well, but honestly, sometimes when you are, because we're talking about pivoting, when you're talking about making a pivot, faith has to be involved. because. You're like, okay, well, if I go this way, if I go that way, I don't necessarily know what's going to happen. Right. And sometimes it seems safer to stay where you are or to just give in to fear and shrink back. But yes, if you're like, is. well, you know what? I don't know what's on the other side. I don't know what's behind door number one, door number two, or door number three. But I know who's going through that door with me. So that's what we have to stand on. And I would say for myself, all through life and even these past 10 years, sometimes that was the only thing that I had to hold on to. Honestly. Yeah. And you and we need that hope to make it through. And you 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 talked about something that I thought was so important. My girlfriend and I, there's a group of us, we were just on a Zoom Monday night and we were talking about how things can be uncertain. You don't, you don't know what it is. Like nobody saw this pandemic coming in 2020, right? Like we all ended up, 2019 probably real strong. We're here, real high hosts of 2020 and 2020. Oh. 
2020 oh. slid up in her life. Bam. What she thought she was going to do <laughs> and just shut it down. Okay. So we were saying how nobody prayed for a pandemic, right? Like none of us was like, oh Lord, bring us a pandemic. Make us wear masks every day. What's it on my prayer list? We don't, don't want to breathe the fresh air when we go outside to the grocery store. You know, so like we didn't pray for that. But what we did pray for was more time with our families. Mm-hmm. We prayed for time to rest. We prayed for more time to build on relationships or vacation or like we pray for those we pray for more time with him like we pray for those things now did it come the way that we anticipated the way that we had hoped you know we thought that vacation would look like an island on the beach with some sand you know what i'm saying look less mine like that part but that didn't happen he was like be in the house and get to know each other like huh what <laughs> but you had to take that and you really had to think about, okay, how am I going to get through this period, right? What am, what am I going to do with this? I asked for more time with my kids, but I didn't know that was going to come with homeschooling. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that was going to come with homeschooling and being with them, you know, right. an extra five hours a day when they should be gone. And so was there a moment this year where you had to shift and do something different? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I want to say about this is the the thing that God has been speaking to me about this time in this particular season. One is that I think everybody can agree that we have been totally reset. So whether you're talking about in business, in the world at large, in your personal life, like it does not matter. Whatever arena you want to talk about. And this is where I say like sometimes shift happens. Now you can get left behind. <laughs> you can be like, no, I don't like, you know, some people are like, um, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't care what you say or just for an example. But there are certain things that without our permission, they have shifted. So the thing that he dealt with me about next is that there is crisis and opportunity. And that's that's truly something that I've learned, you know, from some of the past experiences that we talked about is, you know, okay, it's okay to be sad. It is. It's okay to like try to figure out, okay, can I get my bearings here? Like what in the heck is happening? Yeah. And when you When you take the time to do that, the next thing you need to do is figure out where is the opportunity Mm, in all of this. Because every crisis, every whatever, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a health crisis, like I truly believe you can actually come out of, you know, what was meant to be disastrous. You can come out of it better than what you think. I agree 100%. And that's something I try to keep. Yeah. I agree. I think that's key. So did you ever feel ready for any of these shifts <laughs> that were happening? No, <laughs> not at all. Now, yeah, I, will, I, don't think so. I will say this, as you know, Gwen, I've been working from, from home for years. And so it's a little comical to me now because I have been saying for years that this is where things are going. Like I, I was telling everybody that this is yeah. where things are headed because I mean, you can do so many things online by computer, the cost to companies to have people just work remotely from home. It just makes more sense. And I mean, I've been with a company that is really kind of cutting edge doing that. So I had 
I had sort of a bird's eye view when it came to that, like the virtual workspace. So the fact that I was already doing it and I didn't have to adjust to that, in that sense, it was not, you know, with work, it was not as much of an adjustment. Although we've had to, obviously, like we've had to adjust some of our processes and systems because I am in health insurance and obviously we're in a pandemic. So I feel like down to my, the level that I operate in is, is more of a pivot when it comes to work and not as big of a shift. Um, But personally, I really had to make a shift because, you know, as I shared with you, I realized like, okay, what I'm doing is fine. You know, I make great money. I can work from home. I love working from home. Everyone I know, I just, I'm like, oh, I just love it. <laughs> like, but I had to be honest with myself that this is not all there is for you and all that you're called to do. There's more. And I was really trying to talk myself into being okay here. And it sounds terrible saying it out loud, but it's the truth. <laughs> like it does. It sounds really awful saying it out loud. But you know, I just really had to get honest with myself and say, you know, girl, don't do. This is not. And so, you know, I've decided to go back to school yeah. in the midst of a pandemic. And I'll be doing that online, which is not what I wanted to do. But I just decided, like, you know, one, I'm used to working from home. Yes, it may be a challenge, but it's one that I'm willing to take on in order to move forward, in order not to be stuck and wondering. I've just I've just decided that I would rather live a life where I'm moving forward and I'm pursuing I'm pursuing my hopes, my dreams, the promises of God and not having to look back and say, what if? Yeah, you know, I'm willing to take some risks. So that's good. So what would be your tip to someone who was difficult time shifting or pivoting in their life right now? What would you say to them? Well, the first thing would be you need to discern the time and the season that you're in. Be honest with yourself about whether or not a shift has already taken place or if one needs to take place. Like be honest with yourself. The other thing is just confront the fears that you have about taking a lift or making that shift or pivoting in a different direction. Confront those fears. And, you know, as I I share with you, like after our conversation, I was, I love to research things and read, I, you know, so I came across this concept that's called sunk cost fallacy. And what it is, is the perception that if you were to change direction or do something differently than you already have, that you would be losing too much. So the sunk cost is basically, and this can go for a relationship, it can go for business, it can go for anything. Because we know that, you know, many times we invest so much of ourselves in something. And, you know, obviously we can, you can understand like, you know, when you invest your time, you invest your money, you know, all the resources that you have, it can be difficult to say, you know what, 
let me scrap this <laughs> and start. Let me, yeah, let me just start over. Or you may not have to start completely over. You may just need to pivot and just turn slightly to the left, slightly to the right. It may not be that you have to start completely over, but a lot of times we get so attached to what we've already invested that what we don't realize is that we're setting ourselves up for failure or future loss. And so that's where sometimes you just have to be able to take a risk and say, you know what, I may have invested time, I may have invested resources in this, but do I continue down this road that has not paid off for me? or do I go in a different direction and do something that's that's going to work? Do I make the adjustment? Do I make the shift, yeah. you know, to make it pay off? And that's good because sometimes it's not even a loss, right? Because you've learned something in the process. So when you get ready to shift in that new direction, even if it's just a little bit, mm-hmm. there's something you can bring with you because you learn how to do something better. Or you learn how not to do something at all. You'd be like, "Mm, yeah, don't try that again. So you're bringing something with you. So you're still winning, as I say. It's one of the things we tell the girls at See the Hope. You either win or you learn. You don't necessarily lose. You win or you learn. Either way. Because you're going to take it with you. So that was good. That Rashida dropped some gems tonight, y'all. I hope y'all had y'all notebooks and pens ready. But if not, you can catch the replay. Rashida, thank you so much for joining me tonight. This was fantastic conversation like we would have had if we were on the phone by ourselves. I know. So I truly appreciate your yes. So beautiful people, if you enjoyed this, I know you did. I would love it if you would hit the like button, love button, share with anybody else that you think might enjoy it or who needs to hear this message on shifting. Leave us a comment. Tell us what your key takeaway was. If you have any questions, Leave them in the comments. I'll do my best to answer those. Be sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at your admin expert and subscribe to the email list at yourvirtualadminexpert.com for even more tips, tools, and strategies. And I will see you next week, beautiful people, for another session of Leading Behind the Scenes. Good night. Night. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Leading Behind the Scenes. I hope you found some encouragement or helpful information today to help move your business and or your life forward. If you have a specific topic you'd like me to talk about or guests you'd like me to have on the show, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. I love connecting with my listeners. Also, be sure to follow the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave me a rating review. I'll see you next week.